is everything for us. The word is everything. We now understand what revival should look like. We understand what it should look like. We know God's place in revival. We know how revival should stop. We're not excited to think that revival should be a big matter or a big thing. It starts as a small thing. When we were in Lancaster House, myself and Pastor Sam, it, 2 a.m. or midnight to 4 a.m. praying in prayer, laboring for something that we've not seen yet, but something that we know, we know just by the word, we know that by the word this thing is going to happen. <coughs> and there's just like 10, 15, 20 of us at the time. The church is not even up to 200 people. But we're there at the top of Lancaster House praying, in laboring and in prayer. Let's, let's think about how we all started this the whole movement when I keep on talking about Tulsa and, and Brixton and all this. Myself, Pastor Bayer, in prayer. Mm-hmm. Pastor Eben, in prayer. Those times, Pastor Eben was much shyer than she is now. And then I remember the night of the Holy Spirit in Croydon, um, where was it? Jury's Inn. And I'm seeing Pastor Eben praying for someone and losing her mind. I never thought pharmacists can lose their mind like that. Her brains are well done today, but her hair was all over the place. She looked like a mad woman. And she was praying, and I thought, so this is who you really are. This is who you really are. That's, that's the heaven I want to know. So inside every man is the light. What Pastor Kevin was speaking about and what Pastor Arthur was speaking about is it is the light. That is the light that the world is looking for. It is the light that, that all men draw to. But at, at all this time, I used to believe it's an actual light, but now we begin to understand that it's actually a person. That there is a person inside of you that the dynamics of the person is made up of light. He is not made up of flesh and bone. He is made from light. But what then is this light? Is it the light in, on the wall, like Pastor Kevin said? No. It is full understanding. It is There is a full understanding in the body of this person. He knows who he is for and who he is called to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when Pastor Kevin is talking about pains, all called to our kind. At the moment when your kind understands you is the moment when God has said, let there be light. Because they're looking for, you know, that the whole running around of a kind of people in a kind of place and in a kind of demographic is because they're looking for light in that place. Can you imagine that it's the word of God says that the world was gross darkness covered the earth. But then it says, arise and shine. For your light it did not say for our light for your light has come therefore it is as the light of bio come yet because there is upon all the millions and trillions that we find in Apple and in Google there is still a light they're looking for are you hearing what I'm saying? there's still a light they're looking for there's still a person they're looking for so we must imbibe the word, the word inside us we must be confident in the word once we lose confidence in the word, we begin to chase what we think the world is looking for, which is mammon. And if you if you fall out of being Anais for who she truly is, then you're just going to present mammon. You begin to dress yourself in a certain way. 
believing that it is your dressing that gets you opportunity. You begin to carry yourself in a certain way, believing that mammon somehow can allow you to have access. How much access can mammon give you without a trade? There's something he must take from you as well. Because everything is going to be a trade-off. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it is, let there be life. There is a revival on its way. There is a revival here. I believe it's here though. I just think a switch kicked off somewhere and everybody's mind just changed. My mind just changed. I, I woke up not caring anymore. Not caring who I am, where I am, who I'm speaking to, what I'm wearing. I just don't give up. Uh, I don't care no more. I'm watching my mouth. So that... I, don't, I don't care. There, there is a place you get to where then you start to say, ah, so this is what it feels like to be free. Ah, what it feels like to be a free man, where I demonstrate the light purely inside me. There is no double thinking about it. There is no, oh, should I do it? Do you know what? Do not ever have relationship with someone that you have to think before you type a message to them. There's no freedom in that relationship. And do you know those people that because of how they react, you have to say, should I write this message this way or that way? That's not a relationship. God forbid you're even in a relationship like that. It is, it is caging. Because what happens is that person then has not seen who you really are. All this time, you're thinking that you're good friends. You're not good friends. Because if you bring out your true form, the light that you truly are, do you know that the light that was Moses is still a man that is angry, but he's a humble man. He says that Moses is the meekest man in the face of the earth. But there's just something about Moses that don't ask him certain questions because he's still got that trigger that made him kill someone immediately. I don't go like that tomorrow, you know. He's still got that thing that if, if you mess up, he's thinking, come on, come on, man, come on. Why? Why then? It is a presentation of yourself. But at a point in time, we began to think that Christ is this being that is so perfect. Because you see, you are perfect in all of your ways. And you begin to change your character to, oh, I'm, when a bird put waist on my shoulder, I'm just going to look at it and go, oh, blessed bird. <laughs> <laughs>
There is a kind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There is a kind. And somehow my attitude and who I am and what I believe in, to that kind, it is perfect in all of its ways. Yeah. In all of its ways. So when I'm saying that, do you believe your call? It is an interesting question, but it's a question that you must think about and be very confident to know. I'm called even though I look weak. The scripture says that Jacob is a worm. A worm is, is a funny guy. He knows he's not as strong as his brother Esau. Esau is strong. He's a hunter. Are you hearing me? He runs a lot. He's, he's athletic. In fact, if anybody was to see Esau, they're like, this is the one God is. God's hand is on this man. If you see, he's, he's just a scrawny guy. He doesn't look that great. He's not a buff or good looking like that. But it is, there is a kind of after. God just wanted a person that knows he's weak so that God can be strong for them. Never make yourself look strong so that God doesn't decide, okay, you fight then. Why don't you, you, you fight since you're so big and strong? So strong and mighty. Because then the scripture that says mighty is the Lord cannot be attested to you because you've already exalted yourself as a strong man. Yes. Who is a man of God. It is, it is such a beautiful call when you, when you sit down in your room and you begin to understand because I'm here tonight, I'm actually called as a man of God. Whether you're male or, or female, it is man of God because the term man, it, it engulfs male and female. That's why I said in the beginning he made man in his image. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because a man is the two genders. So even though in the realm of the spirit her name is Kate, she is still referred to as man of God Kate. Man of God. And, and the more you ground yourself in that knowing, ground yourself in that knowing, carry yourself in that knowing, all of a sudden your, your mind towards certain things. Let me tell you the chief traits for a man of God. It is called a resolute heart. Do you know that men of God is not about muscles, it's not about Rolls Royce or Range Rover. It's, those things are added, but the, the number one trait that is put in their hearts is a re resolute heart. Yeah, right. Somehow, if they know they're called to die, they're headed to the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, if they know they're called to win, they're heading to win. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because sometimes we, we, we act as if we're double-minded men. Yeah. We're not sure of ourselves. When being sure of yourself is what the world wanted to see, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So one day, when Joshua was being ordained, when Joshua was being ordained, the Lord came to preach a word to Joshua. He came to preach a word to Joshua. He said to him, be bold and courageous. How many sound clouds did Joshua hear his whole life? One. How many preachers did Joshua hear his whole life? One. You and I are here getting Pastor Toby every Sunday. Getting Pastor Toby every Thursday. Getting Pastor Sam every Tuesday. And you're still trying to figure out if you're called. A man was preached to once and took five kingdoms and became five. He strapped a sword to his waist and never let it go. To the point where he said that when Moses said that sin has broken out into the camp, go into the tents of every Israelite and cut them down. Anywhere you see an idol, Joshua cut them down. And Joshua runs into the, the tent of his mom and dad 
and sees them worshiping the golden calf. Ah, uh, the guy just draws the sword and says, Oh, mom, you gotta go now. Have you, have you seen such a person before? <coughs> when they say man of God, there's is only one family you come from. Forget this mom, dad, auntie, cousin. I'm not saying you hate them, but you must behave the same way Christ behaved. These are not my mom and dad. The ones that know my call. The ones that understand where I'm sent. These ones are my mother and father. These ones are my brother and sister. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? The shaping of the mind of the man of God. As I said, a resolute heart. He said that Christ set his mind as flint to face the cross. Have you been called to face the cross? No. What are they telling you? Take the kingdom of pharmacy. If that was Jesus' assignment, it would have been so sweet. He would have said, ah, dad, you just so you, you just want me to come and heal more than this industry. No problem. For some of you, hey, come and take the trading world. Do more business than Joseph. He did not even call you to die. And still your mind cannot be like Flint. You cannot focus your mind on a mountain and say, as for you, O mountain, I'm coming to put you out of your place. Because the next mountain coming is a man. It is me. Are you hearing that? Yes, when God begins to pick up his men, he's picking men. So what's happening now in the season of revival, he said that God is going shopping. He's coming, he's picking men. Who are the men God's picking? Those who have imbibed the word in their hearts. He's checking the hearts of men. It's the same way he picked David. He's not checking where you drive. What is that? He's not checking where you live. Is he in the gold house or is he in the love house? No, 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 no. He's looking at the heart of the person. He's just looking for some stubborn boys, some stubborn ladies, people that in the face of opposition, they're very well truly confirmed. We will not spend sin as our spending power. We will not use sin as our spending power. Because what happens when the man of God, when the value of the man of God rises, the only thing that brings down his value is sin. Have you ever wondered why you're misunderstood by the world? Because your value is so high. You're worth as much as God than you are as man. So they try to figure you out. But the moment you begin to embark in sin, you bring your value down, then all the sinners understand you. Ah, you're walking around and they're like, we can see you. Who are you? Hey, you look like a cool guy. From the moment they begin to see you and understand you, my friend, be very afraid. Nothing like to the Jew. When Paul said to the Jew, I became a Jew. Do you know what he meant by that? He said he meant like he takes on this, their suffering. Not that he does things like them. It's not that he does things like them. It's that I know these guys are Jews. I know that they don't eat this thing. So in their presence, I do what I'm doing, but I allow them to be themselves. It's not that I now decide to live like them. No, 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 no. The man of God is raising his value with the word. Why? Because at some point, at the shores of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar is going to bring his currency in your face. What is Nebuchadnezzar's currency? It is the statue of gold. Why? Because you remember when Christ said, 
to Caesar, give what's to Caesar to Caesar. When they presented him with two coins, a drachma coin, or I think it was one coin, and they said to him, son of man, or teacher, good teacher, should we pay the tax? Are you guys following me? They said, they said to him, should we pay the tax? Do you know what the Lord said? He said, whose head is on the coin? Whose head is there? Whoever's head is there, let them spend it. So Daniel in Babylon, he's just saying to himself, I don't have this statue of gold in my heart. That's not what's inside me. So I will not bow. I will not spend this power. You don't understand. Every moment you bow to sin, you're accepting sin currency. You're, you're, it's like you go to cash converter and you exchange spiritual pounds, notes, power. In fact, it's not even spiritual. It is the blood of Christ. Because it said that this is the most powerful thing in the heavens, the blood of the Lamb. You, you're, you're, you're exchanging Christ's blood for sin currency. For sin power. And the, the thing with the with the currency of sin is it's only allowed to purchase certain things. I've never been to a shop and bring out Scottish notes. And the shopkeeper's thinking, I know it's, it's legal here, but I just don't want to accept it. That's kind of like what it is. You're just entering a shop and you're just saying, Oh, this is what this is the exploit I want this year. This is the exploit I want this year. And you look in your pocket and it's just filled with the last fornication. It's just filled with the last lying, the last evil. And you 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 heap it on the counter and the angels are like, we don't take this here, no. We're sorry, but this thing you want to start, we don't take this kind of denomination here. You have to go back now into the world and be a man of God. Go and exchange. But unfortunately, sir, nobody's going to exchange your sin for blood. You need to give blood. So that's why Pastor Toby was speaking. We're going to get into the word. Pastor Toby was then speaking and saying that the ground is what? The richest place, right? The earth. Start telling us to speak, saying, oh, earth, oh, earth, oh, earth. You're speaking to the earth. Why? Because it's on this same earth when man first spilled the first currency, it was Abel's blood. But Abel's blood was not that powerful to buy. It was shouting and screaming, speaking, saying it can do, but it's not that powerful yet to buy. Are you hearing me? Abel's blood can only purchase who? It can only purchase Abel's life. God realized that the only person Abel saved is himself. That's why when God said, I can hear your brother's blood crying out to me. He didn't say, I can hear the blood of the nations. So God says, I need another um, spending power. I need another currency now. Christ comes into the world. His blood is shed on the ground. Nailed on that cross. Listen, the nailing on the cross is significant. Why? Because every, the blood has to fall into the earth. Something has to neutralize the blood that Abel put there. Because even though Christ has been walking around doing good, it's still Abel that shouts him from the ground. Until Christ's blood goes into the ground, the, the earth is not yet neutralized. It's not yet fertilized. It's not yet rich again. It's still poor. It's not yet rich again. The reason why the fig tree couldn't bear fruit is because Abel's blood is still in the ground. So it, it's still the wrong nutrient for the tree to grow. Are you hearing me? You know it's fig tree. The same tree that Adam clothed himself with. It is representation of mankind. 
but it's not able to be fruitful because it is able speaking. I'm here tonight to form the mindset of men of God, prophets of God. This is like the company of prophets. Are you hearing me? When you're able to sit in your bedroom and just know, I am called. I am a prophet. I am God's man. That is enough for yourself. What are you looking for again in your day? What are you looking for? Who are you looking for to approve you? Who? When you have the word. Something that has shattered nations. Even up until now. When the United Kingdom and all these nations of the world came into Africa, they did not bring out sword and shield. They just brought the word. They just said, we think we can present a better God than you. And that day our ancestors took the word, took the Bible, and became enslaved to the higher people because they had this. Enslaved. So how did they take a whole nation? By preaching the gospel. They took nations by preaching. Pioneering the cross as they went, they have found what could enslave man. They have, they have found the only thing that can bind man. They have found it. It was called the word of God. So we're now here. We're saying, okay, God, I need to raise my value system. I need to raise my value. This is what I'm asking for. So quickly go to Colossians, Pastor. Colossians chapter 3. These guys don't care about me today. They won't teach you no water, no nothing. They just build something. I think they're up to something. Mm-hmm. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish Let the message of Christ dwell amongst you how? Okay, you guys are sleeping. Read that again. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Let the message of God dwell amongst you how? Richly. I didn't hear you guys. Richly. I didn't hear you guys. Richly. Let the message of God dwell amongst you richly. So if the message, if the message is asked to dwell, then it is not the words that come out of my mouth. Are you hearing me? It's saying to dwell. The word dwell means to live. Who is the message that it should dwell amongst me richly? That is what God is speaking about. I'm trying to just give you an identity this evening so that you know how you carry yourself along. You know how you present yourself to certain people. You don't come and present yourself as Pastor Kate. Oh yeah, it's so beautiful to call yourself a pastor sometimes. They begin to trust you. They begin to say, oh, you must be a good person. Oh, my name is Evangelist um, Angie. And they're like, oh, what are you doing about Yeah, I just love people. I just keep winning souls. I'm, a, I'm what you call in my church a soul snatcher. They're like, oh, what's, what's that? Like, we care. We're, we're the guys that care about people. It is sometimes good to use title, but it said, let the message of God dwell amongst you. How? Richly. Richly. There is only one thing in the market of the world in the world economy that should go up. Only one thing that should rise in value. Only one thing. It is called the message of God. 
at the point when the message level has risen, then you can come before the king of the world and say, I am worth five billion worth of the word. So I'm here to demand from your central bank. Maria Tulsa, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm here to demand from your central bank 10 million pounds. Do you, do you know how to rob from the city? Guys, I, I, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But he said that overnight, a man of God called Moses, he, he plundered the whole economy of Egypt. How? He said that he told them, go into their houses and demand for their gold. Do you know why? He had placed a word in their mouth. Because he, as the word, he's dwelling amongst them so rich, he spent 40 years in the presence of God himself. He's, he's already raised his value system. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, Although he has sheep, he's worth like 20 billion pounds. And he's just thinking, which king am I gonna bankrupt? I just need a king that's gonna make a mistake and allow me to speak. You're not hearing me. I'm saying that all this time you've been doing a bit too much. You've been making proposals, you've been making business plans. Why didn't you just increase in the work? Why didn't you just stay in your corner, raising your value system? Listen, one of you went for a job. One of you went for a job, but because of the words she was hearing, they said you're overqualified. And she's trying to tell them, I need the job, man. <laughs> don't tell me about being overqualified. I need to work. And I told her, listen, you don't understand. When, when a man of God comes and his, his value is just so high, it's very imposing. Although they look simple, something about them just you just feel uncomfortable. They just said to her, listen, 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 we can't do this to you, man. We're happy enslaving everybody else, but we can't do that to you. You understand when Abraham is in Egypt, and something about Abraham and his wife is just like Pharaoh, the Pharaohs are thinking, I know I shouldn't touch this woman. There's just something about these guys. I, I should not do this thing. You guys are, it's too much strategy still. If only a man can be in the world, focus on the world. One of you will say to me, sir, I entered HSBC and what happened was the, the, the director or the lady or whatever her name is, she just got problems. She's just crying. She's just saying, I want kids, I want this, I want that, I want a family. But she's just going there going, oh, huh. So I'm not here to present five years of my work experience. I thought I was going to come before HSBC. Can you imagine? No matter where you go, no matter what company you go, when you enter into the door of the company, who meets you there? It's still a person. How yeah. So you mean I enter Goldman Sachs. I thought one guy's going to come with Goldman Sachs printed on his head, Goldman Sachs printed on his chest. One big gold resting down saying Goldman Sachs. No, it's just some normal guy who brushed his teeth in the morning, who his wife has given him some headache at home. That's the guy they said to come and meet me. But if I go there looking to present something and I don't have the word, it's long. Do you see how easy revival is and how peculiar it looks? It's something about these people, they should be judged, but the level of word inside them, the system cannot afford to put them in cuffs. Do you, do you understand that? 
they should be judged. Maybe they've done some things. Maybe they've done this. And people are going, how did you guys boss case? It don't make sense. You should have, because I, my, my cousin knows my cousin and her cousin's her cousin's friend, and yeah, she did the thing with the boss. Well, how many chain of relationship is that? Uh, my friend's friend, and what she said was, the thing I hate is that was, was, was. They use was for every situation. Even when you used to say were, it's was. It, it's, <laughs> but among all those things, the system still cannot afford to enslave the world. And I spoke to you guys about maybe they want to bring out 30 pieces of silver to, to, to enslave the world. They couldn't do it. If they dared to not give victory, if they dared to not acquit the world, what would have happened? This whole nation would have come crashing down. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? I'm saying that every mouth that stands stood in condemnation against the word is sunk. Every mouth. Go and check them. The ones that said this, the ones that said that, the ones that gave unfair judgment. Everyone that stood and spoke. No more. So the Lord said, woman, look behind you. Where are your accusers? Where are they? The woman is looking. The church is looking, saying, ah, I can't see no one. Huh. I just want to be a man of God. I love that SoundCloud. Is it too small? Oh, it is too small. To be a servant of God. Ah, servant of God. The days when it's like Pastor Bayon knows we just have the worst choir at the time. <laughs> There's no lazy death. There's no meaning there. You were not even in London. Maybe you were in Lagos. <laughs> we just had this Ugandan boy speaking to us. By some king, 
and they meet you as their free man, as their, as their ruler, as their freedom fighter. And they're saying, you're a strong man. Can I lead you to the place where they enslave me? There is plunder there for you. That is how the pharmacy will work again. It's not for you guys to be thinking about. There is someone who has had pharmacy website for many, many long time. And he's just looking for, I just need peace because there's too much tax. There's too much this. He doesn't know that there's some guy somewhere. Everyone has already dealt with someone dead enough that, what is tax again? She now knows how to advise the guy to say, listen, forget you come with your tax. Bring that thing with you. This is how certain systems will get back into the church. Get back into Zion. I told you it's not takeover, it is staining. When I said staining, I said that. It is, it is that the, the, the book reads a different way when your blood is on it. Do you know why? That's why you plead the, I plead, you know the aunties? They're bleeding the blood of Jesus to the next billion years. I had a cousin, a very naughty guy. One day we were about to eat and this auntie just started saying, I come with this food with the blood of Jesus. And he just looked after her and said, I'm not eating this. Very, we were like, oh, that's six years old. He decided not to check the food because he sincerely felt that this woman is going to put some guy's blood inside the food. Francis are forever bleeding the blood. But that is the system of God's sacrifice. God made that so that he can see that man in a different light. He's saying that although this person is a sinner, at the point where blood is sprayed, then I no longer see them as a sinner. I see them as what? I see them as white as snow because that blood has washed off in a way. Don't condemn systems you are supposed to die for. You were supposed to die for certain system, but you're, you're then making noise about NHS, NHS, NHS. And you work in NHS. You're a doctor or whatever you are. So where, what's your sacrifice there? What I was trying to say is the new age man of God, his work is to wake up every morning. You, um, Pastor, Evan, um, Pastor Abraham, you wake up in the morning. You go and your, your, your daily reminder that your call is to read the deaths that the NHS has on this nation. That is your daily reminder of your call. Because every money is valued on someone, that's what I told you. So you're just, you're looking at nine billion and you're just saying, ah, I need to labor for this. I need to turn this thing from a negative to a positive. Until the value of word inside Emma and Abraham is more than that nine billion, they cannot demand that system. They can't ask for that system. Have you not noticed that no one gives you an investment past what you're worth? If you like, carry your folder everywhere. I have an idea. It's worth one million. <laughs> and you stand before the man and he goes, her. he's already calculated the amount of sin inside you and the amount of unbelief inside you and the, and the less power of word inside you. And he goes, you're offensive. <laughs> you're running around with your plans like a billion pound man because in some paper you did some nice coloring but the truth of the matter is you've only paid the price for 30 grand of what you're asking for so that's why until Moses has gone for 40 years 
It's taken him 40 years in order to be able to engulf a whole nation inside his heart. Until he's done that, he can't be sent out. Man of God. Man of God, I'm cold, but what am I worth? What is my worth? He said, then the word message of God dwelt amongst them richly. Quick, go to Jonah now. Read Jonah. I believe you know that. Would you read Jonah 1 and Jonah 2? Because Arthur began with Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh uh -huh. and preach against it, yeah. because its wickedness has come up before yeah. me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. went down to Joppa. Okay. Now go to chapter three. Go to chapter three. Let me see if I can find that Jonah. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh. Yes. And proclaim to it the message I give you. Yeah. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord yeah. and went to Nineveh. Okay, okay, stop there for now. Actually, no, go on. Um, read that verse. Read that verse. Okay. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, yeah. he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth yeah, yeah. and sat down in the dark. Okay, so listen, so Pastor Arthur began here, so let me just, let me finish what my brother was speaking about, and he started very clearly speaking about how the word of God came to Jonah. You know, we, we think about Jonah, you're just thinking about this disobedient man, but listen, the word of God came to him, the message of God came to him. Another version says the message of God was given to Noah, um, Jonah. It was sent to Jonah. The message. And what Jonah was supposed to do with that message is that message is actually Jonah. So when Pastor Kevin was speaking about the light, God's message, when God shout, let there be light, you do know that God did not actually shout, let there be light. There's no English, right? Of let there be light. He's just shouting what he wants to happen. It's not let there be light. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Whatever it is that needs to be done is what God is saying. But what English will tell you is let there be light. You do know that there is no one called heaven in heaven. It's an assignment. So her name is actually a message. There is no one called Aliyah in heaven. It is actually a message. So you can get to heaven and they may be saying something like, Oh, um, and the word of the Lord said, Let there be healing across the, the nations in pharmacy. Da, da, da. And then you're thinking that they're quoting the scripture, but they're calling your name. You're supposed to hear that and start running to the front. So that God will say, Aha, there you are. You're that verse 4. Where is verse 5? Where is verse 5 in the auditorium? That's how God is speaking. And verse 5, you're thinking, where is verse 5? And you're doing this. You don't know that. He's saying, where, where is verse 5? Where is the person? Let the message dwell amongst them richly. So the message that was given to Jonah is Jonah. It is him. God reveals himself to himself. That is what Moses sees in the burning bush. He finally saw the scripture called Deliverer. You know that Moses' real name, Deliverer. And until he understands that word, he can't get into Egypt. 
Why? Because as the scripture said in Jeremiah, it is the word that opens the gates. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is a word that opens the gates. So until you speak that word, which is you, all this time it comes to Stephen, it comes to Paul. My guy, make up your mind. Who are you? What is the word that defines Stephen? That is the only word you'll be speaking. And those are opening. You don't know why those are opening because at the stage David goes, lift up your head, all ye gates. David is calling a name. To you is a scripture. It is a person. He said that the king of glory goes in. He's calling the name of Jesus, the person who the gates open for. Your gates are locked because you've not said your word. The word, the message of God was given to Sephora in the, in the land of the public relation. But she's still going around arranging department and still going around giving people title and role until she finds the word, until you find PR in this thing, though. What kind of PR, what PR can you do better than Sony? There's no PR you can do better than Sony. What is good for you is to bring the word. So that's what Sony don't have. Don't waste your time. Tell me you're opening Pink Limited. What is those things? You're opening companies on a system itself that controls your company. You think your company is going to be free. Why? Because it's you that paid the 15 pounds to open it. That is a rubbish. That is a big nonsense. It is let the word of God dwell amongst them richly. The only thing allowed to dwell richly in this world, apart from mammoth, is the word. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? It is the word. So it's either your mammon or your word. Make up your mind. Someone around trying to do some crazy stuff, trying to do some strategy. When someone says, I'm going to go and do some top of courses. What is top of course? <laughs> Mammon himself make the course. Then you want to top yourself with Mammon and present yourself like you're a big guy. And he goes, I can see all of me in you. And when Mammon start calling you son, you better be afraid. Don't start getting happy and say, ah, I'm going to make money. Mammon just call me son. <laughs> yeah. Mama's calling you son, Mama's gonna play with you. He's gonna dangle one million in your face. And you're gonna want to come to and say, ah sir, I made a millionette. I made a millionette. And he said he's gonna invest one million. And then Mama is watching you talking to your pastor. And he's like this, laughing. <laughs> oh, this guy, he ain't got no work. And then, all of a sudden, before they transfer the money, my man whispers in the air of the man that says, 20k. And the man goes, oh, 20k. And then the man calls you and goes, yeah, so um, I'm a bit busy right now, I'm about to get my jet. So I'm just going to send like 20 grand now. I'll send you the rest later. You nearly never comes. Your full investment was 20,000. Finished, done. You're trying to profit from the system, from Mammon's own world. This guy Jonah was given the word and he decided to run into the ship of Tarshish. Tarshish's ship is for traders. It is Mammon. Mammon is the captain of that boat. Have you watched, have you watched Pirates of the Caribbean? What's the chief pirate? Long John Silver, whatever they call them. Mammon is the captain of that ship. And he's accepting men into the ship. And Pastor Arthur says, 
than the fair. Man is so greedy. It's not even like he's seen you come and he said, enter for free. He's like, uh, bring more. Bring more. If I can chop men of God, why not? He's telling you, ah, sir, this is not a shit to touch it. He tells you, this is Noah's ark. I will take you to a pleasant place. Please enter. You're a man of God, right? Pay me. This is Noah's ark. Let me take you to a beautiful land. Many men of God being led astray by the different boat. Going to Tarshish to trade, to find life. Ah, you know, at the stage, ah, I've been following PT for 10 years now. Ah, I've now realized in the wisdom of following. You now open your own company, register yourself. So as the man of God is preaching, it's not bad. Though. As the man of God is preaching, make sure that your career is doing well. You know? And if you're sowing seed, think about it. They paid you one five, so two fifty. After all, after all, there's another month, there's PBC, there's, you know, people that do Save some so that you have enough for the remaining. That's touches there. So much strategy and stuff. So much strategy. And, and, and you might be called pastor, but mammon is still ruling. He's still trading. Buying your wares, buying your, your, buying your message. You know how Satan gets wiser? He buys message from God's men that have fallen. He goes out, look at this boy, I know what he's called as, but let me buy that message from him and distort that message before he can do it. That's how people miss assignment. And then God goes, where is this voice again? And the heavens are thinking, this voice has gone missing in the world. Because we're going to have to send another verse down there. For God so loved the world is the name of Jesus. It's Jesus' name. But to you it is for God so loved the world. That he sent his only begotten son. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when he later on said, I have found myself in the fullness of the book. He's found that word that does not allow him to stop in the place of assignment. Until he accomplishes. Are you hearing me? Until he accomplishes. He found that word. He found that word that keeps him going. There's a word that you hear that even when they bring 12-inch nails to your hand, you're still saying, smash it in. Go for it, do your worst, because I'm ready to go. There is still that word you're going to hear. Until you hear that, you're not ready for the nations. You're not yet God's man. God's man is standing on a mountain. He's the one that's called the famine. He's fasting with the nation as they're dying. You didn't hear what I said. God's man in the midst of famine, it is like fasting to him when they're dying. Because his body is conditioned to call the famine. He can never be killed by what he's called. I hope I am keep on you guys finishing or something else. Jonah was then given this message and started to run away to Toshish. Let none of us run away. Amen. Let none of us say to ourselves that we'll abandon this work for something else. And you know what? Sometimes you don't even need to say that to yourself. There's just a heart that you have. And that heart just meant that you ran away. You don't know, but your heart changed overnight over the mission. And it just meant that you started running. Because it's not like Jonah planned to run. He didn't plan. He's still God's man. 
It's Jonah. There's many men here. There's many people out there. None of us is even up to Jonah. There is Jonah hearing from God clearly. Hearing from God. Do you know how powerful the ships of Tarshish are? Stephen, come and do business. You can still be wise. You saw you bless the man of God. Just give us your message, sir. Because what will Jonah use to pay to enter the ship? He has no money on him. The only thing he has on him that is rich is the word of God. Because that's what they gave him. The only thing he has on him that is rich is the message. So before he boards that ship, he said, Here is the message. Take me to Tarshish. What a blunder. Then God sends a storm. But in Acts chapter 3, now read chapter 3 again for me. 1 to 2. Once again, the Lord spoke to Jonah. He said, Go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim. He said, Go to Nineveh. So imagine this the word will never send you where there is no provision. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm trying to shape the mind of leaders of tomorrow. The word will never send you where there is no provision. You thought that the only rich city was Tarshish, but the message that God gave you had sent you to Nineveh, a great city, a rich city. What Jonah was supposed to do was he was meant to walk into Nineveh with nothing but the word. When the man of God entered the UK, and you guys don't say, he came here with a slippers and a trouser and one shirt. You, you make the joke, right? But all he had on him is a message. It's a groaning for a generation. But that's all he needs in Nineveh. You hear me? That's all he needs in London. How many of you can honestly say, though, that as you see me right now sitting in my chair, there is no more money that I actually need. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm saying it boldly. Because you know that the message you have, the groaning that you have, is enough to give you access to the city. Because you cannot enter the gates of Nineveh without the message. Are you hearing me? Son of man has nowhere to rest his head. He's on a mission. 
passion. He's just, he's just speaking constantly. There's a burden in Jonah's heart that does not allow Jonah to sleep well. But listen, it's just the message that he needs. Because the king of the city is the gate. Remember what Pastor Toby said? The kings are the God's servants. It is the servants that open the gates. So you've not started speaking until the servant has opened a way for you. <laughs> oh my God. Who am I talking to tonight? Sir. Sir. Which prophet am I speaking to tonight? Sir. You just know that, Lord, I've not spoken yet. They're still begging you to open your mouth to speak on Periscope or wherever. But to a young lady or young man, they're still begging you. And you're looking for breakthrough. Look at that. Until you speak to a point, the king cannot hear. Because word is traveling. This is at a time there's no internet. There's no media. So word has to travel from mouth to mouth. From mouth, listen. You, these guys want to establish trading floor. There's a way they can live their life. Till someone who has the actual flock will say, I'm part of a boy. His life baffles me. His sacrifice baffles me. Bring that boy to me. That is how that is how a man of God lives. Uh, we have too much sometimes. We're thinking that there is more degree to do. No, 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 no. Um, you started health in the city and you only run it how many times? It is ridiculous that there is a message I know what to hear. Go and fire arrows out your window. 
according to the amount of arrows you fire, I will give you years more into your kingdom. You know what this guy did? Arrangement. He went and said, let me be a, let me, let me think about this.
when you when you put yourself in that space, sin can never come near you. It, it is like no way. I'm not gonna let, let go of this thing. I I finally got it now, and I'm not gonna let go. That is that is the mind that you take when you you're, you're just determined now. I have the message for the city. For some of you, you're giving a message for Canary Wharf, the land of the traders, the land of the investment bankers. But you've been thinking that you need Tarshish's, the goods of Tarshish to buy. No, he said, come buy of me. You just come there with word. You speak a word to a man, and he just says, listen, we're going to sit down. Ha. I saw in the news the other day, one of the hedge fund owners came out and said, to hire people who study economics. We need a different man in the system now. That's what he said. You don't understand how things work. For hundreds of years, they've been trying a certain man. That man led them into an economic crash. So they now know that for this system, we need a different man. No, 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 no. The man we need needs to have work. At the end of the day, when Trump goes to meet um, the president of China, do they talk about their degrees in uni? Do they go, let, let, let me hear your voices, do they go and start to talk about how well they did in secondary school? Nah. What about talking about their extra curriculum? You know, you know that word, extra curriculum? I never got a job because of that extracurricular thing. And then they asked me, what's your extracurricular? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I'm, already, I'm telling you I want to work. You're telling me you want it. What is that? Do they talk about extracurricular? No. What is the be-all and end-all? They're just trading words. They're just trading words over the table. What are the words about? It's about people. It's like people matter. Starting it, that's not where your heart is. If you don't even put yourself there, the young man comes and is making mistakes over and over and over again. I give instruction and he's making mistakes over and over and over again. That's a man doesn't understand work yet. Doesn't matter what you call yourself, you gotta understand work before you can be grounded. There's a shaping of, of God's people, God's mind, God's mind shifting, God's prophets. If I scream and shout like this, believe you me, I'm still speaking to someone. I'm still speaking. I don't, I don't care if you don't do this when you go home. Guess what? I don't preach because I think of KB when I come here or I think of oh, what am I going to say that I mean it's going to... I don't speak like that. I don't need the applause of a person. I'm just speaking what's been boiling in my mind, in my heart. I'm speaking the words that it's just been disturbing me. That's what I'm speaking. Someone is hearing it. Words are traveling. That's how you grow. That's how you grow a nation. That's how you grow a unit. That's how you grow a community unit. Uh, Bio will tell you guys, when we're going back to back on word on prayer, there was nothing else to post but prayer and word. Prayer and word. That's all. That's all. You tell me that we can't be a thousand people? We can't be a thousand and employ ourselves to do our own thing? a man of God. I'm going to look at where their word goes. 
Where do they speak? How do I know where they speak? I know from where the word dwells richly. Can I honestly say, in what I'm called to do, the word is dwelling richly there. Ever speak and know, does, does the word really dwell richly in this form today? If you don't, you know, start speaking. Start speaking. Because the word has to dwell richly there. That is who you bring in front of mama. That's who's going to have your back. If not, mama's going to purchase you. The only thing that's helping the boys in the fire is the work. He's dancing in the fire with them. It's their only backup against mama. Their only backup. Lord, 
word. But that's all you need this evening, that's what you need tonight. It's, I'm just looking for a message. Forget it again. It's just ah, go to Luke 11. That's the place. That's our heart. So now let's get into the word. Luke 11, verse 30. Work. 
you're, you're a symbol of the work. So the symbol just speaks. So what, what happens is they open the newspaper and they go straight to horoscope science. And they begin to read what today says. Are you hearing? They start reading, oh, this is my sign of today. My sign of today said that this will happen. It's a madness, but it is it is the it is the knowledge of what God is to do that has been perverted by Satan. In that when the man of God demonstrates himself to the world, it is that the observing of him should let them know what God wants to do with them. Oh wow. Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. He said, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Are you hearing me? So, I now get it. Phaedra's life can't stop because they still need to see the lights. That sign who she is has to be out there. That message has to be out there. When that message is out there, then they know what time it is. You know, you guys go, oh, now they're going to know what time it is. Because you feel like when you say that something's going to happen. <laughs> right? It is the signs. You have a scripture. Go ahead. The Jewish authorities in Jerusalem yeah. sent some priests and Levites to John yeah. to ask him, who are you? John did not refuse to answer, but spoke out openly and clearly, saying, I am not the Messiah. Who are you then? They asked, Are you Elijah? No, I am not. John answered, Are you the prophet? They asked. No, he replied. Then tell us who you are. They said, We have to take an answer back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John answered by quoting the prophet Isaiah. Man of God, you just you just ventured so far deep 
that all God is saying is, my light has gone. My sign has gone. My time has gone. A sacred time has gone forward. As far as Kishi is in that place, all that listen to that sign there have heard what I'm saying. They are free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A time is, is here now, guys. A time is here now to understand that there is a message given to all of us. How am I going to pray tonight? It's simple, Lord. Reveal your word. Reveal your word inside me because everything you do will still be difficult until that word is revealed. When that word is revealed, you'll be able to speak boldly. You'll be able to speak. And when you're speaking, you're hitting the hearts of people. You're transforming lives. What good is it for me to speak to people who already understand? It is for me to go. In the middle of Canary Wharf, thousands of people declaring the name of the Lord on their lunch break. There needs to be a time where the word becomes so valuable that on their lunch break, they're saying, ah, I just got to make be your session. It's from 12 to 12.30. It's downstairs. Thousands of people. I got to make us this session. It's, it's 1 o'clock to 1.20. It's just going to give 20 minutes of word, but that's what I need for the next trade. Yeah. Do you know that's possible? Do you understand? Do you know that the value of can do that? Word can do that. I'm not exaggerating to you. Word can do that. But if you continue to empower mammon, if you continue to sell yourself and put yourself in bondage, time and time again, setting yourself out, if you continue, then what will happen? You will always be betrayed. They will always bring out silver coins to purchase you. Because they know this is a gold and silver man. Huh? Rise to your feet, let's pray. I'm not looking for any encouragement to pray prayer. I'm looking for the
show me who I am. You know, through the work, when you have the work right, it's a mirror. You hold it. It reflects. You see yourself in that word. That's the only way you're going to find who you are. No, actually, it's one prayer, but I'll pray this prayer for so many times, you know. And it's very, very simple, but it's effective. It's simple. You know, Pastor, when you began to speak, and he spoke about things about Tosio and what we should do, and, and, and you know, we made some jokes and made some serious statements. And as he spoke, I just remember praying the simple prayer for him. Lord, show me who I am. Tell me who I am. I tell you, I kept praying that prayer for him, right? Kept praying that prayer for him until one day I was led to a word. And it wasn't a vision that came to me, it wasn't a dream. God didn't come and say, This is who you are, and start to show me these funny things. It was for a word. I was led to a word on SoundCloud, and yet he mentioned it earlier on. It's not too small to be God's servant, right? I've told you, Pastor, now I'm going to that word a million times. I remember the first time I read that word, right? I was praying that prayer, praying that prayer, praying that prayer. I don't know how, but I stumbled on it, looking for to listen to it. Somehow, something led me to that word. I've never heard it before. Maybe I heard it years ago, but I never heard it. Let him be who has it, hear, hear, listen. Right? You can hear, but you can't hear. That night, right? I listened to that soundcloud and I remember, I remember listening to it and I thought I could pray right I remember lying on my bed listening to that message and as the man of God began to speak from the beginning, from maybe 30 seconds in that word, I knew something was going on. Yeah. You know when you hear a word and you know it's speaking to you, you know we say the word was for me. You know when you know that it's, it's, it's dealing with something inside you. Yeah. I remember listening to that word that night and all through the night just laboring, 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 laboring. Labor, labor, labor. There's certain nights that you have, there's certain times that you have in the word in prayer that you know that something is shifting inside you. Yeah. I remember waking up that morning, this morning, and realizing that I'm so emotional. I don't know if you had an experience like that before. And like you can think this is who you are, and the next morning it's like you look so much so different. And I knew from that night that I shifted to someone in someone new. I knew that, you see, the man I was yesterday, I was no longer that man. And I understood what it meant to be a man of God. And at that moment, nothing else mattered. That's when you were saying it. Nothing else mattered. If glory is anything of the world, people around you, it didn't mean nothing. Because I knew who it was. So it's simple. It's a simple prayer, but this is what I'm going to lead. This is what I'm going to lead today. And I want to just pray. And the reason why I'm going to lead one prayer is because I want to spend time praying this prayer. Lord, show me who you are. And it's through the word, you know, what, what will happen is that you'll be led to a word, you'll listen to a word, you'll spend time in the word, you'll soundcloud, and through that soundcloud, through that message, you'll begin to call your name. Not Alex Oakley, because we've learned that Alex is in your name, but through the words of the scriptures. Do you understand? So when you begin to function, you begin to function in that word that you've heard. But I told you what, right? Oh, man. I began to function in that word. I can't explain it. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a deep thing to explain listen to that sound card, right? If you listen to a certain word, you believe you're listening to it vocally, you believe you're listening to, to the words of the man of God speaking. But when I say you begin to function in that word, it means that you're no longer functioning as who you are, who you are for. But according to that message, that's who you're functioning as. So that message is on faith, and you're functioning as faith, the embodiment of faith. Do you understand that? So it's simple, but it's powerful. Lord, show me who I am. Through that word, Lord, show and I want us to listen, 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 listen. I'm not gonna lead any prayer point as in rallying anyone up and start shouting. I'm gonna pray myself. I'm gonna find a way to pray myself. I'm not gonna put into this. And I'll tell you why it's important. Because 
the world begins to tell you who you are. When you go out to work, people are speaking to you, basically telling you who you are through words, telling you impossibilities, telling you you can't do this, telling you you're not good enough to do this. Doubting, doubt creeps in. Fair creeps in. You see, when God spoke, and whilst he only mentioned it, when he spoke to, 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 to um, Joshua, what did he say? Be bold and be courageous. Called his name. He told him who he was. And through that one word, Joshua was able to conquer all nations because he heard the word. He knew who he was. You know, from that day on, you know, this is who I am. This is who I am. God called his name, showed him who he was. So no longer was he Joshua. A, a, a servant, not only Joshua, a warrior. Do you understand? So, like, this is an important prayer. I need us to understand this prayer when we begin to pray. Yeah. Find a prayer place, find a corner, labor in prayer. You're we'll crying now. Lord, show me who I am. Lord, show me who I am. <laughs>